VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome to Go Green Radio. I'm so glad that you could join us. Today is our inaugural episode, and so you are getting in at ground zero. So I'm so glad you're here for our maiden voyage. We have a great show today. Our guests today are parents with mega talents who are taking their talents and funneling them towards going green on behalf of their children. Today we're going to have Scott McGinnis, who many of you Trekkies out there will remember him as Mr. Adventure uh, from Star Trek Three. He's an actor. He's a director in Hollywood. And he has started a new project called Global Broadcast for Kids. So he's taking his talent, his skills, and turning it into something great to help kids go green and save the planet for kids. We're also going to be talking to one of my favorite green moms, Stephanie Newman. She started TeensyGreen.com, and she is a mother of two. We're going to talk to her later in the hour. And she is one of the most popular green bloggers out there. And we're going to find out how she made that happen and most importantly, what she wants to make happen on behalf of her kids and all our kids. But I'd like to tell you my story first. My name is Jill Buck, and I am in the green movement because I'm a mom. A long time ago, seems like another life ago, I was a naval officer. um, And when I got out of the Navy, I threw myself entirely into my kids. And yada, 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 ended up a PTA president. As many of you out there can relate, um, that is a really fun job. And being around your kids' schools, you learn a lot. And one of the things that I kept seeing at my kids' school was stuff in the garbage can that could have been recycled, stuff that we were sending to the landfill that we didn't need to. And so I talked to the principal, and I said, hey, you know, let's get some environmental education going on in the kids' school. Let's show them how to be great environmental stewards. And the principal assured me that we had environmental education going on. And I said, well, that's great. So I investigated a little bit further and found out that it basically boiled down to some assemblies around Earth Day and maybe every once in a while giving the kids a coloring book out of recycled content paper and passing out soy crayons. That's what environmental education boiled down to. And so I said, well, you know, um, this isn't really helping them practice environmental education. It's kind of like if we taught them about addition on math day, but then didn't have them practice it. So I did a lot of research. All I really wanted to do was find an environmental education program that was already out there, kind of a one-stop shopping for everything that a school campus would need to know in order to be environmentally responsible and help kids practice it. You know, after weeks of research, and those of you who've tried to do the same thing will find that this is true, I couldn't find that kind of a program. There were lots of great environmental education programs out there, but the fact is they were kind of pigeonholed. You know, there were some that were great about recycling or great about energy conservation or composting. But, hey, I'm a pragmatic mom with not a lot of time on my hands, so what I wanted was one-stop shopping for everything. And when I didn't find it, What are you going to do? I wrote one. So back in May of 2002, while my kids were playing in the backyard, I sat down at my kitchen table and started writing what would become the Go Green Initiative. Now, I want you to check out our website because Go Green Radio 
the program you're hearing today is a direct extension of the Go Green Initiative. So check it out at www.gogreeninitiative.org. That's my fourth baby. I have three kids. The Go Green Initiative is my fourth baby. Now, the Go Green Initiative began literally on my kitchen table. Now, it's the largest environmental education program in the world. It's so exciting. We operate in all 50 states. We operate in 13 countries and on four continents. And we continue to grow every day. And part of that is because when I wrote it, I was thinking about the people who were going to use it. They were my first concern. And so I began to think about what would it take for teachers and parents and principals and custodians and students to do a program that would be easy. You know, I kind of feel like if you're going to do things that that cause people to have to do a little extra work, like environmental education, make it fun, make it easy. So the Go Green initiative was never tough. It was kind of a keep-it-simple solution. And it's free, and schools love that. I know when I was a PTA president, when I wrote the Go Green Initiative, the last thing I wanted to do was another fundraiser for another program. I mean, we did, you know, all the typical fundraisers that PTAs do, and the fact is, you know, the last thing we would have done another fundraiser for was to buy an environmental education program. So the Go Green Initiative is free all schools, and all you have to do is sign up for it on our website. So that was what we started at the very, very beginning of the Go Green Initiative, and the results have been amazing, besides the fact that my kids have been engaged, which is fun. Um, You know, they go with me sometimes when I'm speaking. They're probably listening right now. Um, They've learned a lot about how to treat the environment, but what is really amazing is the stories that we get back from schools about how they've taken the Go Green Initiative and made it their own. The Go Green Initiative isn't one of those prescriptive, you know, thou shalt and thou shalt not kinds of lists um, about how to do things and what not to do. It's a framework. I kind of have the Home Depot approach, you know. You can do it. We can help. So the Go Green Initiative is really set up to do just that. And, again, it was written from the heart of a PTA mom to other, you know, parents and teachers out there who love kids, want to do the right thing for them by the environment, teach them how to do uh, recycling, show them how to conserve energy, but quite frankly, don't have a lot of time. So the Go Green Initiative is a program that has really helped school campuses sort of take the framework and make it their own. And so we operate in preschools all the way through universities. And we get these stories back about, you know, how schools are doing it. One of my favorite stories uh, was a woman who is a mom but also a Spanish teacher at a middle school. And the, her middle school adopted the Go Green Initiative. And they put up a banner on the school fence that said, we're a Go Green Initiative school. Now, the default position for that school was to put it in the science department, you know, environment, got to be a science thing, so the science teachers were dealing with it. She was a Spanish teacher, and every day she drove into the parking lot and passed that sign. We're at the Green Initiative School. And no one had ever really told her what that meant to her or her classroom. But one day, it hit her. I know what to do. You see, in her classroom, they had dry erase boards, and every student had one, and she would ask them to take it out, and she'd say, okay, write the Spanish word for door. And they would do that. And then they'd hold it up, 
look for it to be checked out, and then they'd wipe it off. And then she'd say, all right, now write the Spanish word for window. And they'd write it down, hold it up, get their work checked, and then wipe it off. Well, in her classroom, they were wiping it off with tissue, with Kleenex, and then throwing it away. And she looked at the garbage that she was sending out to the school's waste stream, and my goodness, she was sending out bags and bags and bags of tissue. And then one day it hit her. This is how my class will go green, go verde, because she was a Spanish teacher. She decided that she would take reusable cloths or rags or, or old socks and give those to the students to wipe it off and wipe off their dry erase board. And then when they were saturated with ink, she could rewash them and reuse them. That was her way of doing it. And I love that story because it shows that going green isn't about everybody doing the same thing. It's about looking at what you already do and doing it in a way that's eco-friendly, that's taking the environment into account. And what I love about the guests that we're going to have today is that they're doing exactly that. You know, we all bring different gifts and talents to the table. We all have different interests. And together, we can all go green in a way that's much more powerful than everybody doing the exact same thing. And we're going to be talking about that. Now, in the course of running the Go Green Initiative, I've met up with some really fantastic people. Um, just this week, I was in Cleveland, and I was actually talking to business owners because the Go Green Initiative started as um, you know something that would be just for schools. But about, I guess about 2004, businesses started asking me, you know, Jill, um, could you do for us what you're doing for schools? And so about that time... I started Buck Consulting, um, which is, you know, the business that I have to try and help businesses go green, using a lot of the same principles of the Go Green Initiative. And this week I was in Cleveland talking to business owners that were, you know, across the industry. We had insurance salesmen. We had uh, printers. We had somebody from, uh, you know, a political consulting firm, a magazine owner, a whole different array of folks. And we started talking about how businesses go green. And you know what? It boils down to a few simple words. I think Benjamin Franklin was probably the first environmentalist because these four simple words wrap it all up so neat and tidy. Waste not, want not. And that's really my mantra. I look out at all the natural resources that are available to us and all the things that we're using um, and I think, gosh, you know, we do so many things to save for our kids' future. We save for their college education. We make sure they do their homework, and they do all these things to set them up for a healthy and prosperous future. Saving natural resources, part and parcel with that same love and concern that we have for children. And so, really, what Go Green Radio is all about is going to be talking about those four simple words, waste not, want not. What's in it for human beings if we all decide to waste less. And furthermore, if we can teach our kids how to manage the natural resources that they're going to have available to them. One of the things I always talk about is, you know, if the U.S. Census Bureau is correct, by the year 2050, we'll only have, or we will have, 9 billion people on the planet Earth. Right now, we're just over 6 billion. And that means that by the year 2050, by simple math, if we divided the world's natural resources evenly among all the world's population, people alive then would only have 25% of the natural resources available to them that people in 1950 had. 
that's a huge decrease in the amount of stuff per person. So one of the things that we want to talk about is how can we get the next generation ready to be able to manage the natural resources that they'll have at their disposal, which will be less per, per capita. And so in talking to the parents that we're talking to today on today's show, Going Green for Kids, one of the things that we want to make sure we all understand is how do we teach our kids to manage natural resources? How do we teach them not to waste water, electricity, and all the various things that they're going to need in order to have a great standard of living? And some of the things that we're going to have introduced to us today by Stephanie Newman and T.C. Green and Scott McGinnis on Global Broadcast for Kids will address that very issue. You know, it's like I said before, if we're going to teach kids math, we don't just do a puppet show assembly about addition once a year and expect them to absorb math. We teach them to practice those addition problems every day. And so that's what we're going to be doing with Go Green Radio. We're going to be talking about how adults can be educated on what to do to go green. But furthermore, how do we make sure that our kids have those same skills? We're going to be going to our first commercial break, but when we return, Scott McGinnis with Global Broadcast for Kids will be joining us. So tune back in. Stay tuned. We're going to break. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi, you can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Do you need help getting a grant? Join the grant doctor, Bev Browning, for the program Get a Grant right here on Voice America. Each week, Dr. Bev takes you through an hour of timely topics for grant seekers, writers, and researchers. You'll learn everything there is to know about grants, grant writing, and funding. You won't have to keep asking, where's the money? And how do I get it for my organization? Get a Grant with Dr. Bev Browning is heard every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. Ah! 
There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome back to Go Green Radio. You're here on our maiden voyage, first episode of Go Green Radio, and I am so excited to kick it with our first guest ever on Go Green Radio. Right now, he's the first of one, so not a big deal, but when history books are written about Go Green Radio, he'll be able to say he was one of one. Welcome, Scott McGinnis. How are you? Great. I'm great. How are you, Jill? Doing great. Hey, uh, we are so excited to have you on today. You know that I'm a big fan, but... Today, I want to introduce our listeners to the reason why I am such a big fan of yours, and that is Global Broadcast for Kids. Right. When, when did you start it, Scott? How long has it been around? Um, the site went live in May of 2007, but the concept of production took about six months prior to that. So a year, year ago, May, is when I first kicked it off on the Internet. That's awesome. And uh, what was the original vision for that? What, what made you want to do this? Well, it evolved from um, my experience that, that I was an actor, producer, director. I directed a lot of kids' television for Nickelodeon. Then I had kids myself, and I felt there was a real need for educational content that was a void that needed to be filled. And the idea was from, from one kid to another that you could have a place to go and watch other kids share information and education. Kind of how it all started. Well, where did you want to see this going? Did you want to see it in, like, science classrooms? Were you hoping that kids would um, look at it after school? Were you hoping, who were you hoping to be your, your audience? All, all of the above. I want, it to be, I want it to be used in classrooms. I want it to be used by kids, kids, uh, off the internet, you know, a place where they can go and find, find the information, education they need, also the fun stuff, like, you know, especially the environmental stuff. The, the, the channel that evolved from broadcast global green is a really great opportunity for kids about you know recycling and saving energy and all those, those things we all need to know about. Right, and and you know, I, and of course, I've been all over it, and I love the green section that you have. Tell us more about that. I mean, what's the concept there? Who's involved? What can people expect to see when they when they check it out? Well, what I tried to do was. Um, I, I did a, a tremendous research, and I've been very environmental for years, been very concerned about all the issues that we're all concerned with. And my idea was to just create, you know, write up information in, these, in, in the form of these webisodes, what I like to call them, and then have the kids, the kids share that information. Not so much about um, preaching or hitting it really hard, but almost like um, this information we have. And if you do this, respect that. It's it's like um, being responsible for your actions, like, you know, not just tossing a plastic container, you know, out there, like really thinking about where it's going to go and where it's going to end up, kind of uh, use responsibility in that way. 
Well, I love that. And it, the whole idea of having kids do it is, is so cool. Yeah. Um, now, how do you, you know, how do you think that having kids will, um, will enhance what you're doing? I mean, so many websites are out there, and you know that they're run by adults. Well, we have got Scott, and we're, we're going with Go Green Radio. We are so excited to have Scott and Mario and Sean, his junior journalists, going. Um, today is going to be a really fun episode because one of the things you've got to do is you've got to have, um, you've got to have the ability to look at www.globalbroadcastingforkids.com uh, from one kid to another. Hey, Scott, we got hey, that. We, that see? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Hey, Scott, how are you? We're back. Hey. All right. Well, let's go back to what we were talking about because this is really, really important. You know, having kids talking to kids is so much cooler than having adults preach to kids. They get it all day. Yeah. So, how, how do you how do you set these kids up for success um, when you bring them on well, to your show? Well, my whole idea is, you know, believing that anything is possible, and through education, it even helps that cause mm-hmm. whole approach towards um, um, education and information. It's, you know, you give these kids information and then give them a platform to share it in a way they want to share it, like another kid would want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the, the, the theme of my show is from one kid to another. So that's what I really strive for. So I give them the information and I allow them to share it in the way they would want their best friend to hear it. And that's the, the most effective way to get this because they really love it. And kids watch other kids. Well, so they actually write the script. Well, I write it. I because that's my background um, yeah. in, in episode television. So I basically outline it, and then I allow them to elaborate and kind of make it their own. As they say. Well, and you can see there's some ad hoc on there. They're so cute and they're so fun. What well, so far? And I know that you haven't reached the pinnacle of everything you want to do with Global Broadcast for Kids. Right. Um, but what do you think so far your greatest achievement to date has been? What are you most pleased with? Well, when I first started, I had one channel on this, and now I have at least eight channels. So I've gone from global broadcast, kids, global green for kids, GBK red carpet. We cover movie premieres. We have science channels. We have so much is going on, and it's taking on uh, taking off at such a fast rate. I, I couldn't be happier right now. So well, I've achieved quite a bit in a year. Very happy. Who's who's behind this? I mean, is it all you, Scott? This is a lot of work. That's generated. That's but I have awesome. kids. Kids are tremendous <laughs> uh, source of inspiration, and the response I get from them just keeps me going further and further. It keeps pushing it along because everywhere I go, and the people go, "Yeah, right on. You know, it's really great. What what's next? What's what's Mario doing? What's Sean doing? I can't wait to." That kid's starting That's to take off. awesome. That is so awesome. Well, speaking of Mario and Sean, well, I'd like right to talk here. to hey. Yeah, hey. our junior journalist. So, Mario, how did you become one of Global Broadcast for Kids junior journalists? What did you do to, to earn that position? Uh, my friend, we met while I was working on a movie, and he knew Scott, the best man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he just job and it took off there and now he's been calling me up and telling me if I can do this and that and I'm glad to do it. It's an honor to be working for him. It's the best. 
That's cool. And how about you, Sean? How did you become a junior journalist for uh, Global Broadcast? Well, well it was fairly easy being my, having my dad be the whole man <laughs> Oh, this the is Sean McGinnis. <laughs> um, we did, like, um, it originally started out as, like, the most episode. He just asked me to help him do it. But, and mm-hmm. then we started to, we took a couple kids from school who had, like, um, acting in their, um, who had acted, and um, we added people on there, and I kind of helped him with that, and I told some of the people. So I basically, but I did have to audition and everything, but having Scott as... Yeah, if I may interrupt, it's really about, it's not about auditioning, Jill, it's just getting them in front of the camera and just if they're comfortable with doing it and sharing, because it's really, you're not, it's not like a scripted, acted program. It's really, you know, them wanting to share other kids, fun and, and using personality and being comfortable with it. Uh-huh. Well, and Sean, I've seen you. I can tell you're very comfortable in front of the camera. You you came by that honestly because, you know, I love to watch your dad on camera too. So that is so awesome. And see, that's one of the things I love about these kinds of things because, you know, with my kids, they're so involved with the Go Green initiative. And I love hearing, you know, parents like you, Scott, who are doing something so amazing, um, but involving your kids. I mean, you know, a long time ago, that's how kids learned what the work world and what the adult world was all about, that they, they had a mentor. You know, they, were, they went through an apprenticeship, and they learned from their parents. And I think that's tremendous. So, so Mario, what are other kids saying about the show? Other kids are, I think, uh, that it's a really good website. I mean, you learn good morals. Show. They, there's no bad uh, influence. You learn much, and they just want to see their best friend talking to them and telling them what, what they're going to see next. Uh-huh. I think they're saying. That, that is so cool. You know, and, and, Sean, what do you think? I mean, um, what are your friends saying? Are they, do they think you're famous, or uh, <laughs> what are they saying about your show? Actually, it's actually bookmarked on our computer. I, I, um, my teachers go there all the time. Actually, um, when we had, we had a Hawaii volcano episode. And then our, and then all my friends watched it, and every single ace science exam, and so that was. Really cool. But what are, what what's really cool about the website is that um, when kids really want to learn, they used to like have to go on like National Geographic or something where they which is for adults a lot more complicated than it should be. Yeah. And what GBK does, it really breaks it down to in a way that kids really understand it. That's fantastic. I mean, and that's exactly what's been missing, I think, from the web presence in terms of environmental education. You guys are bringing it right right home. And who would know better how to do that but people your own age? Um, I love it. So are you guys like now the iCarly of the environmental education world? I, I wouldn't. I think so. We're, I think we're, we're getting there and uh, just going up and up and up, and we just can't wait for it to Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're not working with Stan Schneider and on Nickelodeon on studios. Big thing on TV. But, yeah, I think we're definitely like that. Well, and that's awesome. I mean, I think you guys are going to ultimately have even a bigger following because you're so accessible. Anytime you want it, you know, you can get it on demand. Absolutely. And I really think that that's going to make a big difference as well. Um, what's your favorite episode, Mario? I liked uh, the one I did with my brother for El Pueblo in uh, Los Angeles. 
the history of Los Angeles. Very cool. Yeah. We're going to talk more about that in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be going to break, folks, but you will not want to miss the next segment. We're going to talk more with Mario, Sean, and Scott about global broadcast for kids. Check it out. We'll be back in a moment with Radio. Yeah, Radio. Thanks a lot. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. World-renowned cosmetic surgeon and scientist, Dr. Andrew G. Berman, hosts Beauty in America, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. What is beauty? How is it viewed in a cross-cultural context? And what is the role of plastic surgery in society, careers, and life? Expert guests join Dr. Berman to discuss historic and current concepts of beauty and plastic surgery, as well as trends, advances, and gimmicks. Beauty in America with Dr. Andrew G. Berman finds out what is real and what is hype right here on the Voice America channel, Fridays at 2 p.m. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away, but then time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Go Green Radio. I am so excited. We are back with Scott McGinnis and Mario and Sean, his uh, junior journalist for Global Broadcast for Kids. How's it going? 
and you got to check them out. Um, I am so excited to ask Scott this question because, you know, as an environmentalist myself, I would like to know how Scott selects the topics for them to cover in their reports. And, Scott, what we may have you do is pick up your line if you can so that uh, it's nice and clear. And then when we are ready to pass to Mario and Sean, uh, we'll, we'll pass okay. it over to them. you got me? Yeah, I got gotcha. how you. How do you come up with the topics, particularly the environmental topics, well, um, as I was saying earlier, um, I've been very environmentally concerned for quite some time, and I think if you, uh, my, my, the biggest thing was for me was to to pick topics that kids could share with their parents. Like for example, the idea of saving water. Like when you brush your teeth, you can turn the faucet off, and you'll save so many gallons of water. And that was a great topic. And I do these little, you know, these little clips, these little uh, episodes like that. And I remember one day I was in my bathroom and a six-year-old came in, and I, you know, like everybody else, forgot to turn the faucet off. And mm-hmm. little Hayden looks at me and goes, "Dad, you waste a lot of water." And I'm like, "Oh." And so he got it. And what I try to do is come up with simple topics that are really important for the environment and that concern everybody because uh, the kids are the future. And if you can really educate these guys now into understanding that it's just, it's just a part of life, that it has to be part of their life to, to be concerned about this stuff and to take the steps necessary, I think, I think it's, it's all going to work out. I mean, that's my, that's my whole goal with this. Well, I love that, Scott, because, you know, I have the same hope. There are a lot of folks, when I go out and I do some speaking on the environment, there are some people who will say, you know, some people feel like we've already reached the, the point of no return, like there's nothing we can do. And I say, I have kids. I can't believe that. I refuse to lose hope. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> what do I have to pass along to my kids? I believe the same thing you do, Scott, and, yeah, and I love to hear that philosophy. Yeah, we have to have that hope. Otherwise, yeah, I, I do believe that it's, it's all possible to turn this whole thing around. I, I, I think it's happening right now. I think it's just it, it, we've been so, it's been so long that, that we haven't dealt or at least, you know, took, taken care of things the way we need to. It's just going to take a while. It's just going to take some time. What do you think is making the difference? I mean, why do you think that, you know, the tide is starting to turn? I mean, it really does feel like that to me as well. What do you think is behind all that? Well, I think that the information highway is tremendous now. I think that when I was growing up and and other people were growing up, you know, years ago, you just didn't have the information so accessible. And now with the Internet, I mean, we're getting stuff instantaneously. We're finding out how global warming and all these problems are affecting us instantly. And I think that, that that's just the, the education that comes with that is tremendous. And I, I think that's a huge difference. I mean, we're finding out things immediately. And with the Internet, you, you know, people can just become aware of all this stuff so much faster. And I think kids are much hipper than at least when I was growing up. I mean, they're really <laughs> concerned about this stuff. And they're, they're like talking to us and saying, you know, let's do something. You know, this is bothering me. I don't want this. And right. so, you know, I think it's all shifted. I think that's my, my one thought on that. Well, I think you're right. And I think the, the vehicle that you have got with Global Broadcast for Kids is exactly what they're looking for. I mean, kids are out on the Internet. Kids are looking for this kind of stuff. If, if time and money were no object, Scott, what would you do with Global Broadcast for Kids? I mean, how far would you go with the technology, with the delivery mechanism? What would it look like? Uh, uh, YouTube. You know, yeah. uh, across the globe. It's like kid reporters in countries all over the world telling their own stories, sharing their own history, sharing their environmental, environmental concerns, how it's affecting them, what they're doing, because 
there's lots of countries out there that are doing things differently than we are and that are a little further along than we are and behind us and et cetera, et cetera. So I would just blow the whole thing out and go completely, truly global with it. Oh, we've got to make that happen. Yeah. Got to make that happen. Well, let me talk to Mario for just a second. Yeah, I'm going to pass you over to Mario. All right. Hey, Mario. How hey, are you? How are you, Jill? I'm good. Hey, I, I want to ask you. Now, I've seen some of your videos on Global Broadcast for Kids. Yeah. What is, the, we were talking before break, your favorite story that you've done. Tell us more about your favorite environmental story that, that's out there. What, what, how did it start? What did you do? Um, tell us about it. I uh, liked the one that my brother and I did because it shows how the history of L.A. was started and how people had to strive and thrive to become what L.A. is now. And, you know, with all those people trying to do that, it, it helps L.A. now to become what it is. Yeah. And that, so that's why I think that one was really important to me And because at the end I, I we say something like, there's always a story behind every city and behind behind every life, everybody's lives. So it's you know if you look deep down inside, you can find out what's up with your city. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know there's a story behind every movement. And you know what what you guys are a part of is a movement to help save the planet for your generation. Yeah. I mean, what's your sense? I mean, do you feel like you're really hopeful? You and your friends are hopeful that. You know, we're, we're going to clean up the earth. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to make it. We're going to do this thing. What's your sense? Um, I think that now everybody's starting to get it in their minds. Like three years ago, it didn't start, and now everybody's starting to think about global warming, how it's going to affect us later. And, you know, I've been seeing a lot more cleaner people, cleaner, you know, bathrooms than mm-hmm. before, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's really important, and a lot more plants are being planted. I've been seeing that. We we try to take care of everything, and I think it's going really great mm-hmm. in trying to save the earth. Well, and if you could, if you could tell adults out there why they need to pay attention to this issue on behalf of your generation of kids, um, you know, if you could... Talk to them directly, which you are right now, and say why this is so important to you and to kids your age. What would you say? I would tell them that later in life, uh, you know, it's going to be harder for us and we're going to struggle if something isn't done right now. So mm-hmm. we, we need to take care of ourselves. The adults are what set the example. You know, you learn to love things from adults. So if right. your parents are doing the right thing and teaching you good morals and all that kind of stuff, then you'll become a better person in, throughout your life and you'll be living a better life. I love it. Right out of the mouths of babes, folks. I mean, this is, this is right from the next generation. Thank you so much, Mario. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Here is Sean. All right. Hey, Sean, how are you? Okay, good morning, Jill. Good morning, Sean. I am so happy to talk to you because I've seen some of your videos, and you just don't seem to have a shy bone in your body, my friend. You seem to Thank be very you. comfortable. <laughs> you you are a lot of fun. And I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite story? We asked Mario about his favorite one. What one is yours? I am in between the Halloween episode and the Mulholland episode, but I'm going to have to go with the Mulholland episode. Tell us about it. Well, it was the original one. It was the first one that me and my dad ever did. It was really cheesy. <laughs> we did not have any of, like, the 
slideshow pictures, and we had really bad quality voiceover. <laughs> but it was it was it was really fun to do it, and also um. It's incredible how um, that Los Angeles was just this little small city, but um, excuse me, city, and um, sorry, and um, <laughs> with all and William Mulholland came and built the Mulholland Aqueduct, and all this water came in, and it became what LA is today. So I think that that's really incredible. Well, it is, and what does that yeah. say, Sean? I mean, water is one of the important things that you have to have to have a good standard of living. I mean, so. Again, that plays into what we're talking about. If we don't save water and conserve yeah. water now, then how are you guys going to have enough water when you grow up, you know, to have a great standard of living? We need to conserve water because exactly. just as you saw, L.A. only could grow when yeah. there was enough water. We need water with everything that we do. It's exactly, exactly. Now, what are your plans, Sean? I mean, where do you hope to see Global, global Broadcast for Kids go? What's your... What's the I, I, I think on, like, Discovery Kids, it could be, like, a little short in between mm-hmm. the shows. That would be really... Well, I think that would be fantastic. Yes. I would. think that would be great. And what about, uh, you know, topics that you want to cover in the future? Do you have any ideas about shows you'd like to do that you haven't yeah. yet? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, me and my um, me and Scott have been talking about this, but um, we really want to do a history of coffee. <laughs> well, it is. It's been around forever, and nobody really knows where where it's come from or anything. And uh-huh. I mean, we certainly don't know that. And I think it would be be really cool to cover that. that My dad was joking right about interviewing the manager of Starbucks. And, and well, I'll tell like you what. That. I mean, and there are some real environmental issues around coffee as well. Yeah. Um. And and I can hook you up with somebody who knows all about that. So when you're ready oh, cool. to do that show, let me know because. Uh, I have some friends who have some great stuff to share about that. Well, Sean, um, you know, what do you think is the takeaway for your friends? What have your friends learned most from from this show? Um, well, I know they've, I, as I said earlier, they they learned a lot and aced their science test for the, <laughs> for the earth science, for the volcanoes and all the igneous rocks and all uh-huh. those things. But what... Um, my friends really enjoy the show because they always learn something and they go up to their parents and they say, hey, did you know blah, 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 and their parents just go like, oh, oh my yep. God, how'd you know that and all this stuff and, and then they'll go buy them a video game for being so smart and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the hero. But, um, you know, this has made you into the hero. Yeah, but yeah, but basically they um, they learn a lot of stuff and impress their parents and it's really cool to have the feeling that you know something. And, um, well, you are, Sean. I mean, you're a pioneer, my friend, and I am so thrilled to have you on today. If I could talk to your dad real quick before we go to break, that would be awesome. You got it. Thank you very much. You bet, Sean. Hey, Hi. Scott. Thanks so much for joining us, and I really can't thank you enough for what you're doing, and I want everybody to check out Global Broadcast 4, that's the number 4, kids.com. Correct. Want any last comments? Scott. No, just anything's possible, kids. And uh, pick up a guitar, pick up anything, start writing, painting, learning about saving the planet, recycling, caring for other people, and you'll have it made. Thanks, Scott. You're awesome. Well, we're going to commercial break, but when we return, Stephanie Newman with Team C Green. Be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote, and then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hey, and welcome back to Go Green Radio. As I've said before, this is our maiden voyage, and you're here with us, and I'm so happy to have you. Uh, For this last segment, I am thrilled to death to have Stephanie Newman on the line. She is the creator of TeensyGreen.com. You have to check out this website. That's T-E-E-N-S-Y-G-R-E-E-N.com. It is one of the most popular blogs for parents who want to go green on behalf of their kids. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Jill, for having me on. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Well, tell us about what events or what thoughts led you up to the creation of Teensy Green. What made you do it to begin with? Um, I've always been environmentally conscious, especially about my kids, but we moved um, to Panama last year, and when I was cleaning out my house to really just bring the bare minimum, I was really appalled at the amount of stuff we had, Mm -hmm. and I just, I didn't want to repeat it in our new home, so I, you know, we donated a lot of toys, and and it, it wasn't just what we had, it was the amount, and I just started thinking about how, you know, we can, how I could change my home, and I sort of just wanted to take it to the next level by informing other people, 
And when we moved to Panama, I had started blogging because I was writing about my experiences to my family. Mm-hmm. And I just started Teensy Green, and it just all came, went out from there. That is so cool. That is so cool. And did you ever have a concern, like, what would happen to your children or in their lives, in their lifespan, if you didn't do something, if you didn't go green? I mean, did you ever have any concerns about that? Oh, of course. I just, um, I just envisioned that children or as adults being complacent, and I don't want my kids to grow up just accepting, um, you know, things without questioning or without thinking about alternatives. And, you know, that's why we do simple things in our house. You can't do everything, you know, which right. is another reason why I started Teensy Green, to let people know you don't have to turn your lives upside down. It's the little changes that really make a difference, especially with kids. Well, and give us some examples of some of those little things. I mean, they're all over your website, and you have such great information. But give us <laughs> a couple you. of examples of, you know, things that you can do. Well, of course, recycling, which, you know, is so widespread now, it's, you know, it would be difficult not to at this point. Mm-hmm. And also, I have young children. My my girls are five and three. So mm-hmm. we do things that they can understand. We, we shut the water off when we brush our teeth. Um, we actually time each other in the shower. Um, we changed our light bulbs to make them more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we turn off the lights when we leave a room. You know, just things that they can understand on a, on a small scale. Sure. I mean, that's what I tell folks all the time. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to turn off the lights. In fact, it helps you save money. Exactly. It doesn't cost anything to turn the water off when you're brushing your teeth. In fact, it saves you money. So sometimes there's this idea that going green, quote-unquote, oh, it's too expensive, too much time. And, it's, you know, it is. It's all about these simple things and capturing those teaching moments. Well, Stephanie, you know, I know a lot of people hit your blog. And so, you know, this has become a great network opportunity for people. What's it been like meeting other like-minded parents? What has this provided to you and to those who visit Teensy Green? It's been great to see. I think I started Teensy Green almost a year ago. And in just one year, it's amazing to see the amount of other blogs and websites and see what people are doing um, to get the word out for them as well, um, and to network with them is great. I've, I've met tons of parents who, you know, have their own blogs about everything from raising uh, chickens to making their own yogurt, you know, mm-hmm. things that I might not be able to do, but that's how they make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. You know, parents who, who are advocates for school, for recycling, things like that, you, you know, Go Green Initiative, um, it's just been, it's been really great. It's been very informative for me. And, and also business owners who are developing organic clothing and safe toys and safe products for kids, which in this economy is very difficult to do, but they don't care because they want to make a change. And it's mm-hmm. very inspiring. That is. And, and now tell me, and sp- speaking of inspiring, you're inspiring. I mean, you've <laughs> taken this thing so far, so fast. Um, what would be your definition of success with Teensy Green? I mean, what's your, you know, what, what says, yeah, this is a good day, or yeah, I made my goal? What, what is that definition of success? Right now, for me, it would definitely just to, to hear or to get an email or hear from someone that they learned something new and something new that they can apply to their home. Um, actually, just yesterday, somebody, a friend of mine told me that one of her friends emailed her and said, I found this great blog, and it's called Teensy Green, and, and that was the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> and it took a year to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but 
to just to hear when I get a comment or somebody emails me and says, thanks so much, I didn't know about this product or I didn't know about this store, you know, that, that I could buy something in or I didn't know you could recycle crayons, you know. That's what it right now is to mean success. Well, and I think it is important for for parents to network on these issues. There are times when I've talked to people and they said, well, you know, we do things right in our house, but we feel so alone. We feel like we're not really making a difference because it's just us. And getting to know that there are other people doing the same thing is motivating because you don't feel like the Lone Ranger when you know that there's this network of people doing similar things, maybe not the same things, but we're all sort of moving in the same direction, and that is to save, you know, natural resources for our kids. Well, share with us what your vision is, because I I love to ask parents this, you know, especially parents that are involved in the green movement. What's your vision for your children's future? Ideally, what will it look like? What will be the pinnacle of success? Ideally, I think just that my kids have a voice and that as they grow up and as they become adults, that they don't sit idly by. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a problem with something or if, they, if there's an issue that they really are passionate about, that they start a blog or write to lawmakers or, you know, and, and that's what I try to do for parents now. I don't like to write a lot about stuff, about products. I, you know, this stuff is great, but it's also about teaching parents how to have a voice. Um, yeah to make it better for their children so that in turn their children will be complacent and will take a stand when it's necessary. I love it. It's civic engagement, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, when I wrote the Go Green Initiative, it was the same thing. I was involved in PTA, which is the largest child advocacy organization in the U.S., and that was exactly why I wrote the Go Green Initiative was to advocate on behalf of children and, by doing so, teach them to advocate for themselves. Stephanie, we're going to have you on again. I just feel like we've only brushed the tip of the iceberg <laughs> with you. But th- thank you so much. Thank you. For coming on Go Green Radio. And everybody, get out there and check out www.teensygreen.com. You will love it. Next week's show is going to be exciting as well, and you've got to join us. We're going to be talking about going green for good health. And we are going to have some fabulous guests who are going to talk about the importance of going green um, so that we can protect our health and protect our children's health. You will not want to miss that. And I want to hear your questions. So make sure that you send me your questions at gogreenradio at gmail.com. Send them all week long, and then we will pick out some questions to, to do online and have some fun with it. Thank you so much for joining us for Go Green Radio this week. I'm your host, Jill Buck. It's been fun. We're going to do it all again next Friday. Thanks again. And remember, go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. 